you don't need to believe in me now just don't get in my way yeah that's the most you can really expect for it's it'd be great if there were people around you who are like yeah you got this you know mm -hmm. and the only people who are going to be like that are people who are trying to do the same thing exactly it's just like damn <laughs> You know, I'm building this app, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the app works. I use it every day. Now it's just a matter of finding users and stuff. So I think I mentioned on this podcast before that I think a really good market segment would be like adult entertainers, people who make content for like OnlyFans and stuff. The way they grow their audience is they post on other platforms. One of the big ones is TikTok, apparently, but they always get their accounts banned. So they're constantly like making new ones and then posting content and get banned or whatever. But it drives enough traffic to their OnlyFans that it makes it the, the process worth it. So I was like, okay, yeah. maybe this is something I can actually, I can incorporate into the app, making new accounts and automatically sharing the content you've already posted before and automate all that with software. I think that would be pretty cool. Also, like they, this is how they grow. They grow an audience on a bunch of platforms and then they all send them to their their OnlyFans and hopefully the conversion rate is good enough that it makes the effort worth it. And it usually is. And so I'm like, all right, this is a cool market segment. So <laughs> I started reaching out to a bunch of OnlyFans models, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, uh, I have these chats here. Like, so I'm learning about how to do cold, cold outreach. And originally when I started it, the way I wrote the thing made it seem like uh, a bot, like a mass message kind of thing. And so they're like spam, spam. But then I was like, you know what? I could just ask them questions. Like, hey, how do you do this? Do you use any software to automate your work? Whatever. Yeah. And the, the place I've been finding them is on Reddit. Uh. Yeah, there's a whole subreddit dedicated specifically for OnlyFans advice. So they give each other advice on how to do better on OnlyFans. And so I just been clicking the usernames for each one of those <laughs> and just <laughs> starting a message with uh with a bunch of models, I guess. That's what they're called, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know oh, that's exactly what I do for recruiting. I just oh, really? do cold outreach. That's that's yeah. all I do. Oh sweet. So do you have any like techniques that maybe you can Yeah, I got I got a bunch. So right. uh I, I I do mass message mainly because, you know, it saves a lot of time. It, it, it takes too much time when you have to do personal and it, there's there's more there's there's more that comes out of doing mass message you know what i'm saying like they accept your messages uh more likely than i mean uh less likely but but it would get like a higher number because you're doing mass right I guess, so yeah. so what i do i try to make it sound like it's uh personal by putting in a subject line saying that we want you at and then I capitalize uh, like Y O U okay. uh, to indicate them, and it makes them feel good too. Like I, I gotten a lot more response rates uh, higher, or my oh, response rates higher. Yeah, just um, by capitalizing you, just by saying we want them, and then capitalizing oh, okay. you. You know, yeah. So that that made a huge difference, and then uh, I I dropped uh, down the point, the big point, remote opportunity. Like Ooh, as part of the subject line, that's yeah. That's so, because a lot of companies, you know, what I'm saying it's, now it's like fifty fifty, or now it's becoming less popular uh, popular with remote work. So mm -hmm. when we when we introduce remote opportunity, like it piques interest to them because they want to stay at home. Just let them know that we as an organization would love to talk to them in the in their messages, 
it, like it, you know in the body message saying like uh, we would love to talk to you your experience like fits into what we're uh looking for for this role and uh we think you'd be a good fit and then like i dropped the link you know uh, and then if they don't respond to that normally i send up a follow-up message giving them like the full compensation uh what they can expect and that always trick that always grabs them after that <laughs> the money <laughs> yeah bro. wait wait you, why you, don't you up front with that yeah. like yeah bro. like why don't you start off with that then if you know or are um, you, or are you trying to hold off on giving salary expectations until as late as possible is that the strategy yeah yeah because huh. you no know, we don't want to get too much away you feel me mm -hmm. so uh, we we want to know what their numbers is before we give them ours but uh uh, since it, since uh, they're not responding to it, we'll do we'll just give them. Like, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just give them the conversation." What we can basically offer a range, right? And, oh, so that, uh, that's not common buy. practice. Nah, it's not common. Um, so that's why a lot of my team they don't do it, but I always get response right after. Like, yeah, my, that's why. I, like, uh, literally, my manager says I'm the top performer on my team. <laughs> and, like, it's crazy, and they want to promote me now. Oh shit! So yeah, so. Like I, I just been doing a lot of tips and tricks here and there. I, mm. I'm learning. I'm picking it up from Rewind, from I do, you know, mm. because they've been in the game longer. So yeah, um, see, it helps that's a the lot. thing. I never understood like why employers they have a budget for the the role. Okay, yeah. saving them or convincing somebody to take a few grand less than what you've budgeted for it doesn't matter to the overall company mm -hmm. at all. So it's like. You might as well just be transparent about it. Well, as far as like it, uh, the stocks, like they they don't want to dilute the stocks, you know. Mm. So um, they try to give as less possible as I can. Well, yeah. Um, the salary, like they they they're becoming more open about it, but it's weird because they have a a range, right? They have a low range, and then they have a midpoint, and then they have a high high range, and yeah. they expect. All the recruiters to only use the midpoint, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? What's the point of having the high range? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, you know what I'm saying? There's no point of having a high range if you can't, if you're not gonna ever offer it. You know? So yeah, it, it, they they be like fucking up. Yeah. I think that's something people don't realize about hiring. Like when they go in for a job interview, they don't. They're usually in a position where they're like really eager to t get the job. Obviously, in software, it's different because the demand is on on bringing employees on but for the average person it's like they're eager to get the job and so a lot of people especially women i don't know why maybe they're just afraid like they're gonna rescind the offer but yeah they're very uncomfortable asking for more even though you know, like you're saying right now they start at the yeah. midpoint or the low point yeah they start at the yeah. low point and they have room to move but people don't realize yeah. that so they're thinking they're so desperate for this job they'll accept a lower than what they could have gotten all you have to yeah. do is ask. And the worst worst thing that happens is you ask for too much and they say, okay, we can't go that high. And you're like, okay, I'll take whatever the original one. That's it. That's the worst thing. Like people yeah. have no idea how much room there is. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, it's crazy you say that because for mechanical engineers, uh, like my, my roommate, he actually interviewed and he got the offer. And then I told him, just ask for more. Like no matter what, you always ask for more. Right, like even if it's only five k or ten k, like it doesn't hurt to ask, right? Mm -hmm. And so he asked, and guess what? what? They rescinded his offer. For real? 
Yeah, and he was so devastated. And I was yeah. like, I felt so bad. All he did was like, is it okay if uh, he can, uh, if they can. Was he a new graduate? Yeah. It was uh, like a new graduate position. Uh, yeah. That's, I think, maybe the one place where you can't. I remember I had an offer rescinded too. Um, for real? I got a job for offer where we live when, when I graduated college. But what they were, one, they were going to pay me less than market rate. And two, they were going to yeah. basically make me do the grunt work. Um, so uh, I, so they were going to make me do the job of a technician, but give me the title of engineer. So I wouldn't actually get the experience um, that I was looking for. And so I even asked them, I, I did what I think your friend did, where I'm like, hey, is there a possibility of increasing the salary and responsibility over the next few whatever? And then they're like, nah. And you know, I think they did actually, I think they did actually rescind the offer. And I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Like, um, uh, mechanic, dude, I don't know, man. Like, mechanical engineering, it just, there. Well, fuck mechanical engineering, bro. Honestly. Man, like, it's, it's not. It sucks. All, all the hard work you used to go through college and then Employers you barely get fuck. paid. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a yeah. max. There's like, a maximum. Like, one, you got to put in 10 years of work to get the entry level salary of a software engineer. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. exactly. It's fucking ridiculous. But I mean, it's like manufacturing doesn't exist in America anymore, and they don't value mechanical engineering. We don't create things anymore, not like we the country used to. So it's like obviously a lot of the money and talent has gone into software because that's easy to do, and you're basically printing money at that point, which is why they're highly valued. It's, it's like the cost of repli replication, the hard things, the things that actually change the world, like the things Elon's working on, rockets and cars, super super hard, super hard. Those are the ones, and how many companies can you even say are doing things like that? Mm -hmm. So it's like, just, I don't know, it's, it sucks. All this talent out there for mechanical engineers, and they just don't have the opportunities like that. Obviously, there are jobs out there, but you want to work for the state, that's a, that's, you can get a job like that, you can... Like, I've, I've noticed, like, a lot of mechanical engineers branch out of their uh, th their degree, like, or their, their career, because... Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like they they realize the opportunity is not there, you know. Yeah. So um, I've seen them become business owners, seen them become like software engineers, seen seen them become like everything but you know mechanical engineers. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And plus, even like let's say, so you know, there's a lot of money flowing in the startup scene, but it's hard to convince an investor to invest in a hardware startup uh -huh. because. They're very hard to pull off, yeah. and the le and they're less, way, way, way less profitable. Yeah. Than a software startup, yeah. so it's just like this whole thing. It's but too much expensive. Yeah, but these things need to exist, though. Like you can't be just Elon deciding to create the future. You know? Mm. I mean, I guess he's doing a lot. Like, but still, like one guy, one guy decides, hey, we should have electric cars. We should have rockets that are reusable. We should have underground tunnels. One guy. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Like or when Steve Jobs was alive, that was cool too. Like at least he pushed for like but that's then no no, it's hardware too. It's hardware. But now it's just like it's all overseas or centered around software. I don't know, man. Yeah, my my last shot all products were from overseas, Mexico or China, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was just uh doing the the logistics as a as an engineer, so 
but I guess I made the transition to software. <laughs> you went into recruiting or yeah. now you're doing your business thing. So I guess you have the logistics experience to be able to do the medical transport stuff. That's cool. Yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, that's like when I saw that opportunity, the, the log logistics supply chain, I was like, this could be good for running a business. Let me just get into it. Yeah. 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 Um, but then they wanted me to rotate into a different position. As, and I was like, I don't, I really don't want to do R and D. So I left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, have to go into recruiting. Yeah. And now I'm doing this whole software thing and I'm realizing all these things that should exist that don't exist yet. It's so much easier to build stuff with software because all you're doing is just moving information around. Like really even this app that I put together. Yeah. When I started, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. And so like, it took me a long time to get to this point, but now if I had to do it again, I could probably do it in two, two months if I had to do it again. But all I'm doing is just moving information. That's it. Someone posts some piece of content. So for the listeners, this is the social media posting app I've talked about on this podcast before. It actually works now. And I use it for like the social media for table moments and then for the business, the TEF accounts. And literally it's just moving information. I move information from someone's device <laughs> to a Google server. And then from there, I send that data, that content to six different other servers. And those are the, the social platforms I support. And that's it. Now I do have some scheduling in there too. So that's cool. But the hardest part is making the content, but still, I mean, like all I'm doing is moving information around. That's it. And that's what a lot of these software businesses are actually doing. All they do is just move information. So I don't know, man, like this whole thing, eventually, I, I think the cool place to be is eventually if I can incorporate software with hardware, that intersection. So like, I don't know, I've just been thinking about all these things that should exist, but don't exist. And I'm like, hmm. if no one else is going to build it, I might have to be the person who built it, which it's like, it's a big burden, but I'm willing to do it. But you know, for now, I'll stick with the OnlyFans, helping OnlyFans models make more money. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been debating about whether or not this is a good idea. Yeah. So like, what do you think of the starting off with OnlyFans models as my first customers? <laughs> like, cause here's the, here's my rationale behind it. I'm looking for people who post frequently. So a tool like this actually makes sense for them. So, so the unique thing about OnlyFans models is that they have smaller audiences, but they can generate a lot of revenue from them through OnlyFans. And so they have the money to spend. And two, they're already posting content frequently, frequently enough that a tool like this makes sense for them. This will literally save them hella time because they post all the time. Yeah. And so they have money to spend and they post frequently enough that a tool like this makes sense that it's easy pitch to get them to pay 30, 40 bucks for something like this. Try it out, try it out, see. Yeah, see, that's, uh, that's what I'm starting with. Yeah. That's, why I, that's why I chose to start with them. They have the money. So, so like, how are you charging them? It would just be a monthly fee of, right now I have it at $39, but uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why I like, but but think about it. Like, they um, could afford it though, so. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I was like, okay, I need the money to be able to grow and maybe even hire somebody to like, clean up my code, I'll charge them $39, but they'll make $100 for something as yeah. small as just as a thousand reaching an extra thousand people. But this app, because it's on six different platforms, will reach way more than that, way more than that. So it's a super easy sell if I can convince them. But that's that's the thing with selling. It's like you're just trying to convince someone to let you help them and people are resistant to that. So yeah, I don't know. I'm also thinking <laughs> as another way to like get customers who are in this OnlyFans space. 
I might have to go to strip clubs, dude. <laughs> I, do you do you remember the movie The Big Short? Have you seen that? Yeah. Okay, you remember that scene where the bankers go to the strip club to understand how many mortgages a stripper has? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be me. I'm like, I, got, I get a lap dance. I'm like, no, 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 stop dancing. I have some questions. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you have OnlyFans? How often yeah. do you post? How, how long does it take you to make your content? And what's your reach look like? And yeah. how time consuming is it? Do you have anyone who helps you? Do you use any software? Literally, I'll just be doing an interview with a stripper. You know what you should do? What? Uh, SEO marketing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like there's a lot of competitors who do the, the kind of stuff I'm doing. My pitch yeah. is one simple. So if you've tried, I don't know if you've ever used any, you probably haven't, but the other ones they're made for people who manage a bunch of different social media accounts for customers for like small businesses and stuff. So basically marketers. And so it's designed for that, but it's overly complicated. You have to make a lot of decisions just to post something. There's a lot of planning involved and it's like, all right, but what if you're just a podcast or a one OnlyFans model? You just need something simple. Yeah. You just need something simple. So that's my pitch. It's like for SEO, yeah, I'm going to be in this space with a lot of other players who already do this stuff. But I actually have a really good book on this, Traction, um, that explains all the different ways of getting traction. 18 different ways. One of them is SEO. Um, so let's see. No, no, there aren't 18. There are like nine. So one was like blogs. You could do blogs. You could do publicity. So that's where you actually get like attention through articles and stuff. You could do unconventional PR. So this is like if you do something like crazy that people end up having to write or talk about. Search engine marketing. So that's what you're talking about. Social and display ads. So this is running ads on social media and stuff. You could do offline ads. So this is like paper or commercials on TV and stuff, which you might have to do since your target customer is older, right? So I don't know how active they are online or even search for, but I guarantee you they're watching and the price is right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So um, can, I don't know if you've looked into TV ads, but that might be, or radio, but that might be one thing. Um, yeah, uh, could be. Yeah. Um, but we, we've been getting customers uh, through brokers right now. Okay. You might not even uh, have to do advert or... Cause if you have brokers, then yeah, uh, we're 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 trying to apply to as many brokers right now. Um, so mm -hmm. far, we got um applications, which is really hard to get, um, because yeah. you have to get connected to these people, and it took it took uh uh me and my business partners a, a while to to find a way to get in contact with them, and we finally got in contact with them. We got the application, but now we're just applying. And we got approved with one of them, so we've been getting customized with them. Um, oh, so you guys have actually been doing trips? And we haven't accepted it because we're not back yet. We're, we're going to be back this oh, Tuesday. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the trips are crazy, though. I ain't going to mm. lie. How long are these trips, though? Are they short trips? or? So for a wheelchair, man, like, they're expensive. Yeah. So because, you know, we have a ramp for it, it's, uh, more accessible for wheelchairs. Yeah. They... They they start off like at fifty dollars, um, base rate, and then I think the trip is both back uh, uh there and back. So mm -hmm. you get paid for there and you get paid for back. Mm -hmm. I think exciting, you know. Yeah. We're getting closer long, and closer. Yeah, yeah. It took a long time to get there, especially with a all long the headaches. Time, bro. A lot <laughs> yeah. <more. laughs> 
yes. That's yeah. the journey, though. That's the journey. Like people don't. Wow. People always un- underestimate how much time it's gonna take. Um, yeah, and the amount of paperwork you have to go through too is ridiculous. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then insurance is a headache too. And then uh, learning how to employ people too, like figuring out if you need to uh, get workers comp and. Oh, damn. Yeah, uh, 1099. Um, yeah. 1099 is easier, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just always a bunch of headaches. Little shit, bro. Like, you know, it's crazy. We haven't even started the business. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It took us like, uh, so we started researching this April of 2021. Oh, and then yeah. we started, we actually started the business, like uh, the LLC, October 8th of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then started applying to medicaid a month later and then didn't get approved to july of 2022 yeah and yeah bro it's just little shit bro keeps getting in the way and yeah. it's not we know we don't even you know get to start our business so because yeah. of that now 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 we're getting customers so that's a good thing yeah but then this is this is where i think a lot of people would fuck up where they're like okay i just got through a bunch of hurdles and now we can get customers no, there's more work. The more things yeah. are gonna come up. That's just For the sure. nature of it, man. Yeah, sure. and you just yeah. have to learn to accept it. Like, yeah. yeah, like like even with the software thing. Every time I think I figured something out, like ah, oh, I gotta build this thing. I gotta work this. Oh, this isn't working now. I gotta figure that out. Or like one of these platforms changes the way they you interact with their 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 background software. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I gotta fix that. Or like even with like payments. I've been working on payments, and I'm like, god damn it. I gotta figure this. It's just work more. And yeah. More. What what the stress was on top of ours was that nah, we thought the whole process with Medicaid was gonna be faster, but it yeah. kept dragging. They kept denying. They kept denying. You know. Mm-hmm. So we're like, sh- should we keep it or should we sell it? And now we're just gonna keep it. We're just gonna keep it. You know. And it keeps you know dragging shit. You feel me? So. Yeah. I think it was a smart thing to move to Texas because like gas prices, I think might have fucked you. Not yeah, not only that, Cali. gas prices, uh, employees are cheaper too. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and the uh, cost of living out there is cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we, we're not going to be spending that much, you know, compared to California. Yeah. This you know is, saying, but. That's a really good point because, like, I, I don't think people under understand how state and government policies can affect how businesses run. Yeah. Like, what will work really well in Texas with your operations right now might be a stretch in California yeah. because of gas employees requirements. Like even just starting the business, you got the van because you wanted to start in California and you needed the van to be able to do that. Yeah. Which is like, why does that, if you think about it, like why would you need the vehicle when you're just applying for the approval? Yeah. So yeah, man, it's like all these business things. I think that's what I really like about software. Like there's very little regulation around this that I don't have to worry about it. Which, yeah. Which maybe is part of the reason why like mechanical engineering and the physical engineering fields don't fr- prosper in America anymore because it's like it's so hard to actually build something real in the world because you have to deal with all these like regulations and government getting involved. Yeah. Software but, is just like computers. Yeah. That's a good. Po- yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. But there's also benefits in this too because. There's a need for it, and uh, you don't have to do crazy outreach if you connect with a broker. Like you, yeah. you're already in. You get the money. Like that's what that's why I like about it. Like customers are right there. 
you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that way you can just make money, but then there's regulations that get in the way of shit. So, yeah. um, yeah, that I did not expect. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I guess every business has its trials, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I think when most people think about starting a business, like I had this same pitfall where I'm just overly optimistic about everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, this is going to go well. Yeah, this is going to go well. Oh, yeah, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do that. And then every time you're like, oh, it's not as easy as I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Like, never is. It never is. Yeah. But the cool thing is, like, after you've done this enough times, you get numb to it. And so it's like, eh, I know there's going to be issues, but I'll deal with it. It's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And, yeah. Like, for this app I was building, I had no idea how hard it was going to be when I started yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how how little I knew. I, I really did surprise myself with this one, like mm. uh, being able to pull it off and actually get something that works, that actually works. And uh, but because I've done something like this, and like you have, you've gone through all the process of like dealing with bureaucracy and starting a business. That if you had to start another one, it'd be a lot easier. Hundred percent. Like, I know. Yeah. I know what to do. Like if I was to do this business in California. I could I could do it hella faster. Yeah. yeah, you know you don't make the mistakes anymore, especially with yeah. like filling out the paperwork and stuff, and all the things they're gonna ask you for, and yep. dealing with insurance, getting the van. You could do all that again much easier. And yeah. So I think this is the value of like even just going through the pain. It's worth struggling in the beginning uh-huh. because you learn, and so the next time it becomes that much easier. Like for you, you'll be able to expand pretty easily. For me, I can always add new features now. I know exactly how to build it. I'm working with Stripe right now to deal with payments. I figured it out, which means now anytime I need to run payments for any other thing I ever work on, I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I do, so the week it took me to figure this out was well spent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Do you know who Alex Hermosi is? No. Nah. You've probably seen his videos. If you've seen like business and motivation videos on TikTok or Instagram, He's uh-huh. like the super muscular guy with the the weird handlebar mustache. Oh, does he own like uh he he created a process for like gyms and stuff? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I watched this too. Yeah. Yeah. And what he was talking about like every entrepreneur has their rocky moment. Rocky yeah. the, the reference to the movie mm-hmm. where he's just training, just training, yeah. grinding, running and running up the steps and just doing the boxing and everything and it's just a struggle it's just a struggle and it could be one year it could be two years it could be three years of just struggling struggling but eventually they make it and what Mm. people don't see is that rocky moment they don't Mm. see that but you know unless you go through it you don't know it so yeah Mm. yeah Uh, i it's funny because uh uh i be telling like mom like what i'm going through and she's like Man, like I could tell, like she's thinking, "Oh, this guy's never gonna make money with this business." You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm just like, "Nah, dude, I, I see this." You know what I'm saying? And I push it. You know, I, <laughs> I, 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 I see the progress. She yeah. doesn't see it. You know, she, she just see me. You know, as stable. You know, just not making money. You know, you gotta be careful who you have around you, because mm-hmm. most people are gonna be super discouraging, mm-hmm. or they're just think you're not gonna make it and. All that. And that's yeah. why it's like you have to be careful who you share information with. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Protect I your mind. That. Like, the, the thing is, I, I don't ever talk about this to my work friends. Like, mm-hmm. they don't know I'm working on a business. Like, uh, yeah. even uh, at, uh, they're like, oh, why are you leaving? 
was my main reason because of the business. I mm-hmm. didn't tell anybody at the company except for my best friend over there, who mm-hmm. you know I knew I, I knew I could trust. You know, mm-hmm. they have like the employee mindset. You feel me? So they're not gonna mm-hmm. understand what it means to get out of it and actually you know start a business. I think it's even deeper than that, dude. Like if you make it doing this whole business thing, mm-hmm. you represent their failure. Mm-hmm. So it's you are challenging their existence by doing what you're doing. And a lot of people have, most people have too big of an ego to be able to deal with that. So yeah, they'll be discouraging. Or or some people just have very, very small aspirations or don't believe in themselves and that will transfer on you too. And yeah. so it's like, that shit is contagious. You got to keep it away from you, man. 100%. Nah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, bro. Um, that, that's why I don't, I don't tell people like certain things. I remember I have I had roommates too, um, in the past. Like I'm starting a business and they're making fun of me for it, you know. Every every part of the way, like the way I come up with the names, the way I I'm branding, or the way I'm uh just even just even starting and thinking about uh the potential I can make and stuff. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you can't trust certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, listeners, if you're ever think about accomplishing anything significant in your life, be very careful who you have around you. Very careful. Because a bad person around you will keep you from actually achieving it. I did listen to a podcast once where they were talking about, unless the people around you are 100% on board and supportive, they ain't worth having around. Mm -hmm. They're either with you or they're against you. There is no in between. Mm -hmm. There's no people who are just apathetic. Who are like, yeah, "Yeah, he's doing his thing. I don't know if it'll work out or not. People are not in between. They're either yeah. one or the other. And usually they're just reflecting what they believe about themselves. So it's yeah. like, all right. Like what you said about mom, she just doesn't have the vision. Like, oh. I know, I know, like when I talk about this stuff, the things I'm going to do, like, I know dad, <laughs> I can see it in his face. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, this is a crazy guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, you're crazy. I know I can see it in his face, but, but yeah. here's the thing I appreciate about him. He's smart enough not to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He uh, knows, like, he's a crazy guy, but I, I don't even know if he thinks I could pull it off. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, and I don't care if he does. He, it's just, as long as he's not giving me negative energy, I'm cool. Yeah. Like, remember rebuilding the motorcycle? <laughs> uh. <laughs> when I first got it, I guess he didn't think I could fix it, but he didn't tell me that. He didn't yeah. tell me that. But, but you, you could tell, you could tell, like, he's thinking. No, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. But like when I wrote it over, it's working and everything. He's like, wow, I did not think you'd be able to do that. He told me after I finished, which is <laughs> fine by me. It's fine by me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to believe in me now. Just don't get in my way. Yeah. That's the most you can really expect for. It's, it'd be great if there were people around you who were like, yeah, you got this. You mm-hmm. know. And the only people who are going to be like that are people who are trying to do the same thing. Exactly. So it's just like, damn. Yeah, it's damn. It sucks sometimes, but nah, yeah. I I be I be thinking about um people like you, me, me you know, I'm the I like what do we have in common? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like why do we keep going and we have this vision, you know? And and I think what it is, bro, we're we're all like very optimistic, you know what I'm saying? Even though there's like a lot of uh negative things to think about, like we still think of the opportunities, you know? It might have to do with time scale. So how how far into the future are you looking? Because if you don't think in years, none of what we are doing makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if you do, if you're thinking decades or even like half a century, 
the moves you're making now totally make sense. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to struggle for a while. Yeah, you're yeah. going to grind from the bottom. You're going to go through a lot of pain, but it compounds way faster. Leaving a job makes sense if you're thinking 10 years from now, I want to be independent and wealthy. Yeah. There's no way a job is going to be able to do that for you. Yeah. So if you're just worried about sustenance and collecting a paycheck, and then, yeah, it looks crazy. It's like, yeah, you're going to fail. It's like, no, no, no. If you think 10 years from now, I want to be able to have my own income, generating my own revenue without limit. That's the big important thing. Like a job has a limit. There is a maximum you can make. Even the richest job only pays a few million a year. Yeah. Like if you want the pot- unlimited potential, you got to make different decisions now, which look yeah. crazy to someone who, who is used to a job. And so, yeah. yeah, if you think about just like, all right, how am I going to make rent next month? Yeah. It, what we're doing is crazy and it won't work for sure. Yeah. But if you're thinking five years from now, 10 years from now, even just three years from now, I think three years is enough to like, yeah. like even for this podcast, the reason why I continue it, we're not getting radical growth. The reason I continue is because I decided when I started this, I'm going to commit three years just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. No matter what, three years, that's it. Yeah. Now, it could all be down the drain, but I've learned so much in content creation. I would not have started this software project if I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, And there's so many other ways I can use this stuff. Mm-hmm. Sharing content, creating content, even just being able to speak off the top of my head is a useful skill. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're thinking about thinking decades or even like years, if you think in years, all this stuff starts making sense. So I think this is just the difference in the way we think. You're mm-hmm. thinking longer term. Other people are just thinking about next month. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, th- that's a good point. They don't. They don't have the the long term goals that that we see. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, yeah. some people. This isn't important. Like for me, eventually, I want to be able to shift culture. Like mm-hmm. I want to challenge everything. Like I don't like the status quo, the way things are, and I'm probably going to need a lot of money to do it. And I'll be spending a lot of money. Probably it'll look like wasting money. But I'm thinking 50 years from now, we have a better culture that our grandkids can grow up in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you make the sacrifices now. I don't know. It seems so logical to me. <laughs> like, But it's hard to explain to someone mm-hmm. who doesn't see it that way. And I think that's where the disconnect happens. Mm-hmm. And so then you just get a bunch of negativity from people who aren't thinking on those time scales. So, But at the same time, it's like, if you look at the history of anybody who started anything significant, it, it, all the journeys look like this. A lot of pain mm. in the beginning. <laughs> like, they all look like this. Yeah. So it's like, maybe we're, we just are, maybe our optimism is a little delusional. And maybe it has to be because we're blind to all the negativity that can, mm. that'll come on this journey. So maybe it's sort of like a gift and a curse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That might be it. Cause. I just see things, how things could go well. And yeah, I understand. I think I am realistic about some of the hurdles. And when I think about like things that need to exist, I'm thinking about how I would build it. Mm-hmm. And so at least it's coming from a rational basis. Yeah, there are things I just don't know that will be hurdles, but I also have faith in myself to be able to figure things out. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think studying engineering helped? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I've challenged. Uh, I've been challenged the most in engineering. Like I've been, mm-hmm. I've been so stressed out to the point where I'm like, I don't think I could get through this. But eventually, I did. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it made me um, realize I could accomplish anything. Yeah. Like it gave me the confidence to 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 
come up with the craziest thing of like you know trying to leave my job you know mm-hmm. and 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 have income from something that I created you know so yeah. that's what I really appreciate it you know I, I can problem solve without you know uh or I I I, I learned to problem solve anything mm-hmm. in any situation you know so yeah. yeah yeah break it down that's what it did help me break things down and and tackle that problem so yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I really appreciate that. What about you? Don't you think the same? Yeah, for me, it's different because like in school, I didn't do office hours or anything like that. Literally, my strategy was I'm going to read the book and I'm going to read the same paragraph again and again until it makes sense. Basically, I just got practice bashing my head into a brick wall again and again until I figure it out. And so like, that's literally how I tackle everything. I'm just going to be persistent and mm-hmm. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. Yeah, that's how I got through school. I mean, I think I did have some like natural gifts when it comes to like maybe the physics and some of the math, but mm-hmm. when it comes to like figuring things out, like yeah, like I did, I didn't ask for help. Maybe that's what actually prepared me for this because like mm-hmm. I just figure it out. I have no other options but to figure it out, so I had to. Yeah, and so I just got the all that practice in school, got the practice in in work. When I decided to make a career change, I'm like, I'm gonna figure it out. I don't know. Or even with the softer stuff, I had no clue what I was doing. I just yeah. like, kept, I'm like, all right, I don't know this. Google it. I don't know this. I'm going to Google it. Maybe this is going to work. Literally, do you know how many times I've like changed a line or two of code just to see what happens? Like, I'll do this 50 times, 100 times, 200 times if I have to. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And eventually, I figure it out. And then the understanding starts coming. And that's yeah. how I did math problems in, in college, too. Or like physics problems. Mm-hmm. I would get the exam i would find a problem in the you know at the back of a section of the book try it out and then go to the back of book see if i got the right answer no Mm -hmm. then try it again try solving the problem got the right answer no try it again i didn't even look through like how do you solve the problem no i literally just figured it out a b testing and that's how Mm -hmm. i learned that's how i learned it's like all right because my my idea was like i need to understand this on a deep level like exactly how these functions relate to each other, these physical rules and what equations relate to each other so that I can actually make this make sense in my head. By doing this A-B testing, I literally understood on a deep level what the physics meant and what these equations represented. I had a roommate who actually studied differently. What they did is they created flowcharts for physics problems. So it's like, okay, if it's if there's a vertical component on the movement, then you go and follow this path. If it's if it gives you a speed and an acceleration, then you do this. And literally he would just map this thing out, like this huge complicated map of like problem solving. The problem with that is he didn't understand the physics. Yeah. <laughs> so I always te- I always scored better than him. Mm. In fact, I was like one of the top performers because like I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm literally understanding on this on a deep level. I, I just, I'll smash my head through the brick wall until the wall falls. That's me. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we're just built different, man. Or maybe, yeah. Or even just the idea that don't give up. Don't yeah. Give up. Like, one, one thing that, that really helped me uh, through college is asking questions, bro, and, and not being afraid to ask uh, things that I, I really don't understand, even if it's dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like... Like if he, even if it's a dumb question or it's already been talked about, but I still ask it because that helped clear up so much things. Because it could be the missing thing to connecting everything you you already know, you know, and and that helped me a lot. So 
I, now to to this day, I be asking like we had an on site for our our um for our company for all the recruiters. Uh, we all uh, got together in person, got to see each other for the first time, and the entire day I was just asking questions after question after question, just being curious. You feel me? So, um, it it helped me understand certain things about my job more, and it, it helped me. Um, and and it kind of showed you know to my team how serious, how devoted I am to it. You know, so yeah, like I always be curious. Yeah. Yeah, I would say a lot of people are not willing to put themselves in a position to possibly be embarrassed by asking a seemingly obvious question. Yeah. So it's like if you can put that aside and just like, hey, have some humility and be willing to ask those questions, you can yeah. you can get further than most. Yeah. 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 Two different approaches, man. Two different. Your approach, I think, makes more sense. But the way I learn is by figuring it out myself. Mm. So it's like two different strategies. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't learn from, from books. I. I hate reading. <laughs> I yeah. Really yeah. yeah. Weird so. thing is, like, if I read it, I remember it. So uh, that's why it's like. Yeah. For me, it's, sometimes if, like, if I watch it, if I watch it, I I, I remember it. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I used to watch YouTube videos all the time on physics. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Remember that one time I used to call you because I, I thought I was never going to pass this physics class? What did I tell you? Man, you're like, well, half these niggas don't even know what they, you know, they actually know. Like, you, 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 you just said, you just like telling me like the way I'm feeling, like majority of people are feeling too. So, yeah, I don't know. You just, you just comforted me. And I was like, ah, right, you, you right, you right. And then I was like, it gave me the courage to go back in and try to solve it again, you know, mm-hmm. go through the problems and, try to study better on a different solution you helped you gave me like you told me to try to solve the problem without you know looking at the how to do it so mm-hmm. uh, i tried that out until I, I understood it and yeah i got through with the c plus in the class so yeah college was interesting like i saw the way other people studied and i saw how i studied yeah I'm like you guys aren't even studying <laughs> like, <laughs> like dude bro i remember People would try to do study sessions where they're like, I lived in a house with a bunch of engineers and yeah. they would be downstairs, like huddled around the table, thinking that they're studying. They're not studying. Nah, they'd be talking shit. Yeah, it's just, you're wasting time. <laughs> nah. It's like, we have a midterm hey, tomorrow. That <laughs> like, that that's the study sessions are late, uh, is, is what I do to, to, to get like a, have a date or something, you know? So I don't <laughs> even think like study sessions seriously at all. Like, yeah. that shit don't help like if you want to really learn you do it by yourself yeah you do it by yourself for sure yeah. so I, yo they would invite me to study with them i'm like no nope, yeah. i'm good i'd be upstairs in my room my headphones on and just like reading and doing practice problems cramming like everybody else which yeah honestly if i had to do it again i wouldn't but but that's what i did and and then they're all studying downstairs and I would come downstairs to just like fill up my water bottle or something. And they're like, I'm like, huh, how's it going? And they haven't done shit. I'm like, all, yeah. right, all right, whatever. And then the test scores come back I'm like, damn, how'd you do that? I'm like, I studied. I'm like, that's the difference. Yeah. I studied and you didn't. I don't know. If they, if they did, like if they studied on their own and then they came together as a review, mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have made so much difference for sure. Yeah, actually, um, I that's actually a really good point. I probably should have done that, where yeah. I like do the understand the physics 
and then come downstairs and see if I can help teach it. Yeah. You really know something when you teach it. So. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Any college students out there listening to this, that's how you study. You study alone first. (laughs) And then once you think you've gotten a grasp of the thing, then you consult with others and maybe even try to teach it to them. So that's what's really going to solidify it for you. I remember um, uh, there's this girl, right? I, I, uh, my freshman year, I study with all the time, right? Um, but I do my studying beforehand, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, like real studying, and then I try to understand what's going on and everything. And then, cause I knew if I was gonna be with it, I, I'm not gonna be focused at all. Like we always talk about other <laughs> shit, you know what I'm saying? It it, it goes off tangent, so I'm like, fuck that. Let me get my studying done now. So yeah. I be doing, I be planning that shit ahead, and then mm. uh, when we, we when we link up, I'm we just like having hella fun and shit, and then I'm teaching her the shit throughout. Oh the, shit! Yeah, that's um, smart. Yeah, bro. So I learned double. You feel me? <laughs> it it worked out. For me. So I, that's, that's, that's how I ace all all my math classes. Mm-hmm. Like all of them, like I got A pluses in except for differential equations, but I was pretty close, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> It was dope too, and it was with a girl that I liked too. So mm-hmm. that's smooth. That's smart. It's very smart. See, you did not sacrifice your studies for a girl. You just nah. incorporated them you know, in a way you know, that made sense. It's funny you said that too, because uh, I was studying one day, right? Um, and my roommate called this girl and said that I, I was I had a crush on her or something like that. I didn't know who he was talking about. He was just putting my name out there because he was insecure about something, right? Mm-hmm. And so she started getting interested in me because I was interested in her, or, mm-hmm. or she at least she thought. And then so she was trying to set up a time to grab some donuts or some do something, right? So I was like, all right, let's let's do something. But I kept dodging her. Mm-hmm. And then because uh, because I was I was stressed out. I remember I was stressed out because of the finals. Or yeah, it was finals uh, coming up in within a week. And so I was like studying all week. One day, um, my roommate found me at the library, and he's like, "Oh, you here?" And he he ends up calling the girl over, and then she comes and she sits down right next to me while I'm trying to study. Uh, when I needed that day to 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 pass the test the next day, and bro, I did not learn a thing after she came through. Bro. So that shit fucked me up on my on my final. So yeah, your friend sabotaged you. It really did, yeah. Maybe that relates to what we were talking about earlier, having the wrong people around. Oh, 100%. He was, he was definitely a wrong person to have around. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. I, I didn't see it before. Um, it took me at least, like, a few years mm-hmm. to, to understand who, who were actually, like, you know, real or not, you know? Yeah. Damn. It was, it was a material science class, too. Man, I, got a, I ended up getting, like, a, a B- minus when I should have gotten an A. Damn. Yeah. yeah, material sizes, those are the easier courses. Yeah, bro. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I took a fat out, bro. <laughs> oh, man. man. So I guess the lesson on this podcast is have the right people around. Think long term. The beginning is always a grind. But as long as you believe in yourself and you have a vision and you won't let other people deter you, you'll be good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything else? You basically summarized it. And I have an app if you guys have uh, content that you're trying to, if you're active, if you're hella active on social media mm-hmm. and on, on multiple platforms and you need an app to help you schedule and automate a lot of the stuff so you don't have to like do it each one manually, six different platforms, 
hit me up, DM the Table Moments account. I'll give you access. I'm still working on the payments part, so it'll be free for now. And uh, mm-hmm. and then also, if you need medical transport in Austin, Austin or, or San Antonio, either one, I got okay. you. Okay. So, what's the name of it again? Everything Health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll be providing rides within the next couple of weeks. Is that when you're back? Uh, I'm. I'll be back next Tuesday. Okay. Next. So, so starting next Tuesday, if you have any yeah. elderly relatives who live in the Texas area who need medical transport, non-emergency medical transport, hit up Everything Health or yeah, or Bilal yeah. on Instagram. Definitely happy to help. Yeah.